episode 15. Yes, indeed it is. And one of our last ones for this season. Yeah, the season is coming to an end. Yeah, we haven't told you about this yet. Because we are going to be back in the UK for most of the summer, so we won't be around our usual um, guests that we can get. (laughs) However, we will try and record over summer, whether we'll be able to release them and edit them and stuff, well, we'll see. But unfortunately, because we'll be so busy working away, then we might find it a little bit more difficult to release them. And we definitely won't be doing it weekly. No, but we'll be back. Um, So, in this episode, we talked to Eva and Joe. Yes, they are our friends out here. They work in the same school, which is handy because it means that they know each other really well. Yeah, yeah, we had a great chat with them about um, the type of projects that they do together in their school and how they try to integrate quite challenging topics for young children into their English lessons, which yeah. was really cool. In a in a really fun way. And I think if you're an aspiring teacher out there, then definitely take a leaf from their book because they're great at this. Yes, yeah. Uh, right, and what else? What did we talk to them about their masters, about what they're going to do in the future, and of course their favourite days in Madrid. Without further ado, here we go. Hello, welcome, Eva and Joe. Hello. Hello. To start off, can you both just introduce yourselves by telling us where you're from and what you're doing in Madrid? Eva, why don't you start? Sure. Okay, so my name's Eva, and I am from Scotland, and unfortunately I've only got about another two weeks left in Madrid, but I've been here since September teaching with the British Council, like you guys. Yeah, and I just finished uni recently, so this was an attempt to move abroad, learn a new language, and I'm loving it. So, Joe, what about you? Uh, My name is Joe, I'm from New York, and I have been living here in Madrid since August of 2016, so two years. And it's my third time living in Madrid, and I studied here and always wanted to come back. So I'm American, and it was difficult to find a job. So essentially, this was an avenue for me to come and live and work here uh, for the time being. And I work uh, for the Comunidad de Madrid. Cool. As a, as a teaching assistant, yes. just like all of us. Yes. Yeah. And how do you both know each other? Well, we work in the same we're school. Lucky, yes. <laughs> we work together here. Yeah, we're very lucky. I got told um, by our coordinator at our school that there would be uh, only one other auxiliar and he'd be from New York. Um, so he could have been any type of guy, but it was Joe. And <laughs> any type yeah. of guy. Well, he's, we're Those now New like, York. we're besties now. So, Aww, isn't yeah. that nice? It's lovely how that can... Uh, yeah, we're very circumstances lucky. can it's bring people together. It's lovely when you have other auxiliars in your in your yeah. school. Luke's very, very lonely. At this hey, I have just I you. have I have great teachers <laughs> that I talk to, but no other auxiliars, oh, wow. no other foreign people to to converse with. All right, so can you can you tell us a bit about your school and uh, what your role is there? Yeah. So where is our school, Joe? Uh, it's in El Pedrete. It's called in the north yes. west portion of the province of Madrid. So it's about an hour from the centre. I think it's actually perhaps closer to Segovia than Madrid. Yeah, it's very far north. And it's a little primary school. There's, I want to say there's only about 200, 250 students. If that, yeah. Is that. There's one class uh, for each grade. Yeah. Yeah. I actually really like that. It's similar to my primary school that I went to in Scotland. There was only a hundred of us. 
and um, it means that we get to spend like time every day with each class and my favourite in particular are first and second graders and Joe. I like that we get to know every student at the school it's more comfortable they're learning a new language so they need to know us and feel comfortable with us so I think that's really helpful and it works out with Eva and I because I really prefer fifth and sixth grades so we have a nice balance between the schedule and what we like and kind of who we work with. Who we prefer. Yeah, yeah. Basically. yeah basically. In a nice way. <laughs> so why? Why do you prefer first and Well, I just think they're so cute and they've got <laughs> such little personalities and characters. But I did struggle in the beginning because the teacher who I assist, she does expect, you know, that I can like sing to the class and like be silly. And it took a while, and then I was okay with it, but I think Joe is a little bit more hesitant on that <laughs> I think you was selling herself. She's great at singing and dancing, and being animated, and for me... Like a Sesame Street presenter or something. Yeah. yeah. They just love it. They lap it up, you I know. I can see you on Blue Peter. So, <laughs> ugh, I love them. Um, I'm going to be really sad to leave. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, our, I mean, our school is a bit crazy. Um, nothing bad, but can be a bit unorganised sometimes. Mm. Hectic. Hectic, yeah. Chaotic. Yeah. Does that does that um, have an effect on the actual classroom time as well, or is it just the organisation of the school that's... Um, not so much. I mean, I don't really... I guess we have surprises sometimes, <laughs> like school trips that we don't know about that will be going on on the day of, or like... I, I mean, we're quite lucky, though. We've never had to not often have we had to cover a class completely like we're not usually left to our own resources which is a situation for some language assistants Um, they're like relied on to take a class so no we have good support and we have a fantastic coordinator she's wonderful her name's Maite and yeah she's great so I think we got really lucky actually I was gonna say the same thing for it can be disorganized and different from I think what we both know in our respective countries but the support we have and the teachers we work with, I think, make up for that. Mm -hmm. We are comfortable to say, no, I don't want to do that, or, hey, I don't like this, or can we change that? And they're very receptive to us and and very helpful and very supportive. And have you been in the school for the two years? Yes, I repeated at the same school. I wanted to stay. I had a great relationship with them, and last year I also had a great relationship with the other language assistants, so I wanted to remain rather than, you know, I wanted to be closer into the center. It's really far. But I thought I'd rather do the commute and have a school that I really like. And I, I like working there. It doesn't feel like work sometimes. Yeah, mm. it is a bit of a lottery, isn't it? So but I'd love to ask you both about your um, exciting projects that you do with your uh, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the caption contest, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I guess it started last year. We did a quiz of the week, it was called. And it was more or less like a small riddle that I would post in the beginning of the week. And they got in, they made teams for themselves and were had to figure out the riddle and get <laughs> points. Very simple. And this year when Eva came, uh, we worked well together. And my boss, uh, our coordinator, had asked if we could elaborate on that contest to make it a little bit more, I guess, interactive. Mm-hmm. But it encouraged them to speak more. So that's kind of how we developed the idea to post a picture um, on the bulletin board that we had made in the hallway without really giving the students any information and having them create a caption for it, and then we would discuss the topic at hand, and then they would get a chance to edit or, I guess, rethink their caption and create a a new caption altogether. Um, And the topics that we decided to focus on, well, we've done things from um, plastic pollution to Black History Month to... 
uh, Islamophobia. We've Islamophobia. We've we've, yeah, we've we've gone quite hard. Yeah, <laughs> but um, the age. So which age is is it? Who? The three year olds. With fifth and sixth grade, okay. so they're about ten, eleven, twelve, yeah, 12 years 12. old. And how's it gone? Um, I mean, on the whole, we've had a really good reception. I would say. I think. I, I think. Agree. How I many? Th- how many kids? get involved most weeks I mean, like week in week out because there are stickers involved <laughs> and like prizes they and do prizes, yeah. they do push themselves and it's great because we have to try and convey like their view or questions in English which is good practice and it's a good challenge for us because we have to think about how to format these topics in a way that's accessible and interesting and like and appropriate yeah think, yeah definitely but we've also done kind of less serious ones on like, should zoos exist? Ah, still well, really yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or we did. We've done pro- potentially problematic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess some of them are fun. We've had them plan. Uh, what items would you take to a new planet or to a desert oh, island? Yeah. It depends. Yeah. Uh, to give them a break. Some of the topics we realized were a bit heavy. Yeah. yeah. A bit too involved. Yeah, and you're also uh, presumably introducing them to a lot of new topics, <clears throat> a lot of new mm-hmm. subjects. You know, yeah. like uh, when was the first time you thought about Black History Month when you were yeah. a nine year old, a ten year old? You didn't, I'm assuming. No, yeah. no, no, no. Unless you're a very advanced <laughs> thinker. What I, sort of captions have they come up with? Well, I mean, in the beginning, we I think we were really impressed because I think for the plastic one, they it was it was just things like plastic lasts forever or stuff like little short things like that which is quite good but then like the more serious topics that we did we kind of I think they thought that they just needed to like respond like saying that it was very important I don't know it was like yeah it was more like rehearsed the contest kind of elaborate uh rather it just what's the word it just kind of changed as we went we've learned a lot about what works with the class how to manage the class yeah through the experience so about halfway through i think we changed it to less about just a single caption and more about expressing your opinion and defending your caption so that Mm. i think became more of a chance for them to speak and uh yeah and voting for each other and um yeah and then we started to incorporate like fun topics so the most recent one we did was we decided to ask them to plan our wedding, not to each other. Um, we are both in same-sex relationships and we wanted to talk about same-sex issues, LGBT rights, but we didn't really know how to go about it. And we didn't really want it to be a talking at them super serious thing either. We wanted it, we kind of just wanted to normalize it a bit um and so we basically just used the royal wedding discussing that as sort of a segue onto okay and this is what wedding planners do and actually you're going to plan our weddings and they they did a fantastic job didn't they yeah i was really impressed they worked really hard and i think the reaction that we were looking for was met it was really normalized they didn't seem to find see any difference or treat us any differently yeah Um, and i think the message was was construed without it being so obvious or really forced. Yeah, yeah. definitely. If that makes sense. And they like handmade invitations and menus, and we gave them some quite difficult conditions to meet, like 
a vegan menu or a vegetarian <laughs> menu so for Spanish kids that's quite difficult um, <laughs> and they were so creative and yeah we didn't they say ice cream without milk yeah yeah there was a lot of creative <laughs> and there was there was definitely a salad for the vegans yeah lots of salads lots of salads lentils I think Joe, <laughs> Joe was probably getting married on a beach in Brazil yeah and yes. I was going to be wow. in the Amazon rainforest oh, yeah. so yeah I was I was overwhelmed it was so nice and especially at this point in the year like there was a risk that maybe it would backfire a bit doing something like that or that we'd be hurt by maybe some of their I don't know interpretations of it but everyone was so friendly and like the teachers were super into it as well that's what I mean to have the support of the teachers to be able to do topics like these which are quite heavy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or can be if you teach them in a a heavy handed way Mm -hmm. but like this is is it's very positive. It's very liberal. It's very forward thinking of the school to uh, to let you guys have the rain, the yeah. free rain to do that. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's amazing. I agree. And uh, I'm I'm excited to see Mr Bean at your oh, oh, yeah. at yeah. your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> what, did we, what did we call him again? A humorist. A humorist. A humorist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cute. If you want to ask him any questions, <laughs> you can do that. I if you're trying to become a humorist. Oh, <laughs> oh that's so sweet. Oh, it was amazing. It oh. was really nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, let's go back in time a little bit. We're gonna uh, before you taught out here, before mm-hmm. you moved to Spain. Did you either of you have any experience in educating or with children, working with kids? Uh, I did in Boston when I was uh, going to university. I worked at a language school for adult immigrants who had lived in the United States for ten weeks or less, and it was kind of like a full time nine to five intensive program to get them on track with their English and to get them on track with their career plans. A lot of the people who came here were, or came to the United States were really highly educated in their home countries and I had to work with them um, to kind of make plans for the future and what they could do and what's, what they needed to study or retake and things like that. So that was my experience, but not with children. I had only experience with adults. Yeah, sure. I, I've met quite a few people who have eventually gone on to teaching abroad mm-hmm. who have done a program very similar to this. Is it quite uh, a common thing? Have you, did, you, did you meet quite a few people in the States who have done a similar... Um, uh, the university I went to, it was a five-year undergraduate program, and it was a year and a half of internships plus four years of studying. So this was one of my internships that oh, it wow. was all set up through my university. Wow. Uh, so I did know a few other people, but it was all based all in my university. university. Okay, okay. I just thought it might Could be a good introduction yeah. to, to teaching abroad, you know, something that you just pick up at home because it's, it's accessible, it's a, it's a job, yeah. it's something, and then moving abroad yeah. because of it. I guess thinking back, it could have influenced me as well. Yeah. yeah. What What did you study? I studied uh, international relations and cultural anthropology uh, as a dual major. Okay. Cool. That Very nice. Cool. <laughs> and Eva. We'll do um, a separate podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into that. <laughs> um, yeah. So when I I left school when I was sixteen, and I was determined that I was going to travel the world before I went to university. And basically, my mum and dad said I wasn't allowed to do that. (laughs) I would have to go through like an organised programme. So that's where I found out about Project Trust, which is an educational charity that operates in the UK and it's for school leavers. Um, And basically, they get sent to different continents, Africa, Asia or South America. And I went for a selection course and I decided I wanted to go to India. And luckily I got offered to go to a school in Andhra Pradesh in a tiny little village, which is right by the sea um, in the southeast of India. 
So I was actually working out there as a primary school teacher for a whole year um, when I was 17, 18. That was kind of a crazy experience, <laughs> like amazing, but I think it prepared me a lot for coming back this time when I wanted to come to Madrid and I wasn't so worried about teaching because I guess the schools out there aren't equipped particularly well and like there was a lot of things we had to adapt to but I enjoyed I really loved working with the kids and that's why I felt encouraged to come back um, and give it another shot before I start my job in Scotland um, and I also had taught some human rights law at a university in Lithuania only for a, a couple of weeks <laughs> I did it over like two summers like a week here a week there um, to some law students so that was really wow. cool there was like um, a university in exile from Belarus in Vilnius in, Lith in Lithuania so yeah it was very so that was cool <laughs> wow. uh, yeah how how why <laughs> so I, I was really lucky in my last year of uni I got involved in um, a mooting project and which basically is like debating um, but I was doing, uh, I was getting credits for this course and it involved going to the Supreme Court in London and the European Court of Human Rights in Strasbourg and basically fighting over a case, a fictional case and I was team government and the professor um, who organised the course kindly invited me and a couple of other students who had participated to work with him and the Council of Europe at this university in Vilnius, which was set up by the Council of Europe, that's the regional human rights body for Europe, for the European regional human rights body. <laughs> and um, yeah, we teach human rights there for a week. So it could be freedom of expression, it could be LGBT rights. And basically it's students who are, who commute from Belarus and stay in Vilnius and will get a law degree at the European Humanities University there. And um, yeah, it was sure. it was really interesting. So we had lots of interesting debates because, like, the death penalty, for example, is still legal in Belarus. So we talk a lot. We talked about a lot about that and the right to life. Um, but yeah, I I just I find teaching all right when you get to talk about things that you're really interested in. So. <laughs> Yeah, is, is English one of those things? Um, <laughs> not so much, but like, uh, if I get to spend my days playing with first and second graders and yeah, playing, then, is good. yeah, yeah. I love playing. Then playing <laughs> like they don't passions. <laughs> they don't want to know anything like serious about grammar or yeah. yes, phrasal oh, verbs. So yeah. <laughs> I realised the other day actually that five-year-olds, because I also teach in infantile classes, and uh, they don't even know what a word is Aww. so like some so the teacher was saying he was trying to elicit a, a response and he wanted them to say the spanish word for always and they kept going um todo el día <laughs> todos los meses todo el año and he was like no no it's one word one word and then they'd go todo el año <laughs> like no no one word and then when he eventually told them that it was siempre one little boy was like, but that's three words. Oh, <laughs> God, kids are stupid. So cute. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, difficult conversations about grammar would probably yeah, be quite challenging. <laughs> it's challenging with adults. Yeah, it doesn't start. Yeah. Though, so it depends on the person, less on the age. All right, uh, let's 
skip forward this time. <laughs> All right, we've done backwards, we've done present. You guys are going back or changing, well, not Korea entirely, but changing the path. Sure, direction. The yeah. direction that you're, you're going at the moment. What are you going back to do? So I finished six years of law school and after a lot of unsuccessful applications, someone eventually agreed to <laughs> let me be their trainee for two years. So I'm going to work in the Scottish government as a trainee lawyer from this September for two years in Edinburgh. Um, and luckily I secured that traineeship when I was doing my master's and they told me that I would start in a year and a half. Um, so I'd actually applied to come and teach uh, English out here um, as a kind of fallback plan. And it meant that I could come out here and do that and still return this September to to start my job. So um, yeah, I'm going to be sad when my four day weeks come to an end. Oh. Um, yeah, and the timetable might be less forgiving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 20 hour days forgiving. <laughs> yes. oh. But I'm quite, I'm, I'm hopeful because people I know who work at the government say, you know, it's like a nine to five lifestyle. It's yeah. not of this corporate law stuff. I think that stuff. could be true. I'm not going to have two phones, yeah. I don't think. So yeah, it's, it could be worse. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. And what do you think you're going to take from your experience here of teaching into that aspect um, of your career? I think, like, just to have fun with things. And I always tend to worry that, you know, like, it's going to be really difficult or there's going to be loads of problems. And, like, looking back on my year at the school, it's, I don't know, it's probably been one of the best years of my life, to be honest Aww. with you. Um, And, like... A lot of the time things have not gone as I thought they would, but um, I've met great people and yeah, I just like to have a curiosity and I'm, I've never lived in Edinburgh before, so I'll be interested to explore. Where's the other one? Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> my girlfriend, Danya, does not want to move to Edinburgh. <laughs> she is a pure Glaswegian. She's, yeah, Glasgow girl and she's very reluctantly coming to Edinburgh with me. Thank you, Dania. Um, <laughs> but on the condition that she can get a dog, be a stay-at-home mom, um, and get a white Jeep. So... <laughs> oh, I like this. <laughs> so if that works out, you'll, you'll find out. But she, maybe she'll be back in Madrid in six months. We don't know. <laughs> That's more my plan. <laughs> yeah, Joe's very sad. Dania's leaving. They've yeah. got you two. You, we're, so, we're, we're all sad. Yeah, we're all yeah. sad. We're really going to miss you. Especially now the weather's getting nice. Yeah. yeah. You're going to be gutted. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to come back and visit. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Right, Joe, you are... Well, I mean, you can tell us what you're... What I, you're, what you're <laughs> I will stay here next year as well, and I want to complete my master's here in Spain. Um, if all goes according to plan, then I will do that next year. And I want to study international education and more like educational policy and theory, and I found a program that I can do that. Um, it kind of uh, uh, corresponds with the caption contest in that I would study media and when you can use social media or other types of interactive media, uh, when you can introduce that in the classroom and when's effective, when is it appropriate and As in all what those age? Types of, uh, what, what age, age yeah, is. what age and at what topic is, how can, how do students react? They, and they, you know, consume so much more media than I think we realize even, even though the age gap between us and them isn't as strong as maybe the other faculty members, I still think it plays a really important role in their lives and how they function and how they 
interpret the world. I found, this is kind of a tangent, but I found that they follow so many YouTubers, mm -hmm. which is something I don't do very much or that often. And I think those viewpoints are really, really strong. They have a really strong influence on the students. And I think that's something to explore that whole sphere. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it means that you're going to have to be watching a lot of YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky me. Oh, <laughs> fun, yeah. I'll be, I'll be, well, I'll be popular. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. By the time you start teaching this, though, like, YouTubers will be out of the picture. I know. Sure. Something else. Yeah. Some yeah. Well, that sounds really interesting. What, what do you hope it will lead you to? Uh, so I, I really, I want to work in the field of education, and I think that it depending in the development between between countries the access to education can open so many doors and really change your life and I think it's the most important aspect to not only bringing making the world a better place that's really cheesy but also um, it's just really important in terms of opening people's minds and pr uh, providing tolerance and I think that's my ultimate goal is that what can I do in a professional sphere to, in, to influence other schools to be as open-minded as the school that we work at because We've talked about that, that issue with a lot of friends here who are language assistants, and a lot of them had said, oh, we could never do that at my school, or we would need a permission slip, and thankfully we don't have any of these barriers, and I want to kind of do something in a professional sphere that can hopefully break them down and make it more easy to teach in this manner. Yeah. Um, I think the younger these things are taught, the the more you can, more work you can mm -hmm. do. And would you do this back in the U.S., or would you try and... I prefer to stay in Europe <laughs> for the time being, for obvious reasons. <laughs> like, leave it right there. <laughs> we can guess. I think we've had a previous guest we've on. We've had quite a Jess, Jess also feels the same way. Yeah. So, yeah, it's my third year here, and I hope it's not my last. I don't think yeah. it will be. And uh, so, is that difficult, though, in terms of, like, visa, like, keep on getting visas year after year? Is that a challenge for you? Um, It's not the... It's, it's not... It's challenging, but I think at this point I kind of know the system. You can never, ever expect to hear the same thing twice. You kind of just have to go with the flow, take it as it comes, and eventually you'll get everything sorted. And it takes a while. I guess as an American, yeah, it's a little bit more difficult. Thankfully, because my contract is with the Comunidad de Madrid, mm -hmm. that's very easy, and it helps me a lot in getting my paperwork through. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Joe's Spanish is excellent. So, good. Where did you learn your Spanish, Joe? <laughs> Mostly here, I would say, ah. more or less, yes. I came, uh, my family is Cuban, so I came with a little bit of knowledge, but I really learned the majority here. Wow. Immersion. And were you, were you taught at home, or was it No, just... it was more just hearing that, yeah. and then in school, obviously, we had learned some uh, formal instruction in school, but not very much. Okay. It's not a requirement in the United States uh, until you are in secondary school. Yeah. Now then, it's different, but when uh, I went to school, it's not, it wasn't. Okay. And uh, when you learned it here through Immersion, did you also go to any lessons? Uh, I never, I went, when I first uh, came here when I was 18, I came to do an internship and I, through the program, I went through a four week program in a school and it was really great instruction and a good point of, to start. And when I came back to study abroad, I actually went back to the same school. Uh, one, uh, because it was really good. I liked the program and I thought it was well taught and worth it but also because I had come with only two other people from a university who I'd never met, and it's a great way to meet people. Mm -hmm. I think there's a whole social mm -hmm. aspect to the language classes that is helpful as well. Do you, um, do you feel the same way, Eva? Um, with my Spanish. <laughs> well, with your Spanish and the social aspect of it. Um, well, yeah, immersion. Yes, I mean, I guess 
that's probably why I like working with first and second graders as well because like my level of Spanish I mean it's not up there with them yet but I can communicate and I can understand more or less what they're saying to me as well so if they say to you I need to go to the toilet yeah and then I'm like right I got you I understand or if they're like I need a pencil or I need a sharpener learning the vocab for all those Spanish words um but yeah I I had I didn't know any Spanish before I got here and um, I think I've probably now reached A1 level completed so I'm happy and hopefully I'll continue when I return to the UK. So how how have you been learning it? Um, I was at an academy for a few months um, and I did, a, I did a couple of private lessons but that was good for like a grammar foundation but ultimately I just need to practice like I'm I need to get more confident just speaking and not worrying if I've made mistakes because I'll probably always make mistakes I think maybe if I'd been somewhere else in Spain like a little rural town in Andalusia I probably would have learned more but I'm happy I've been in Madrid yeah probably wouldn't have had as much fun no it's <laughs> not I, can, I concur yeah yes. so Madrid is a wonderful place, we can all agree. Mm-hmm. What's uh, yeah. your favourite day? I know I know what your answer is going to be. No, we're yeah, both we know. Like, say <laughs> Why do you say it together? On we're gonna, three, one, two, three. The market. Yeah, the market. Mercado. And you said it in Spanish. I was and about I said to say the mercado. <laughs> yes, the market. Oh my gosh. Which market? I think Mercado, Anton Martin, during the week and at the weekend. San Fernando, definitely. Why? Because during the week, Anton Martin has the best Italian and you can get five euro fifty massive pizza there, Aperol Spritz, and it's all authentically done and it's amazing. Danny and I have probably been once or twice a week, every week for the last month. <laughs> um, that's where all of our money's going. And um, yeah, so that's nice for like a Monday, Tuesday night treat <laughs> at the start of a week Monday. to keep you tomorrow. going. <laughs> tomorrow, yeah. I'm literally going tomorrow. I've made plans. And um, at the weekend, San Fernando has €2.50 spritz and two euro pizza so yeah it's run by the same people it's run by the same people yeah they can't get rid of us i was actually there i've been there every day this weekend friday saturday and sunday um so yeah absolutely love it why because you just see people there of all ages it's cheap it's all like independent little businesses i just don't think something like that could exist in the uk it would all be like super expensive and corporate and yeah, it's just, I think it's something that probably only works in Spain and I love it. There are like, there are similar places in London, I yeah. know, but as you said, they're really expensive. Yeah. They're, they're, because they're so, well, they're just bougie, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. it's the same in New York. It's a different atmosphere. Yeah, as well, it's not probably. like it's quite hipster, it's quite, yeah. it's quite up its own ass. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Whereas, whereas here, it is, as you said, it's a, it's a family environment. Like, you see kids running around, yeah. screaming in the middle of the market. Yeah. And, and young families and then old couples it's a local experience about. i think yeah. Yeah. which is what i like yeah a lot right so yeah markets anything any other things <laughs> any, anything um, let's see <laughs> let me see a couple of bars but, um, <laughs> well today i was in material park for a few hours and i love it it's like 10 minute walk from our house um and that's a nice place to go when it's sunny 
there's just loads of space there's actually madrid is a really green city I agree. um mm. and yeah sometimes it's just nice to go to the park read yeah uh yeah just do all the stuff i yeah. feel like i didn't have a lot of time for when i was at uni mm. I, I want to throw something in there, actually. Normally, we just ask our guests, but this week we had an amazing experience at Tabacalera oh, yeah. in, Ooh. let's, right next to San Fernando Market. Really? And it's, a, it, the, it's this free exhibition space, and they have, like, changing exhibitions, you know, Ooh. every couple of months or something. And at the moment, there's an incredible photography exhibition. And we turned up, for the second time, we went to go and see it uh, with Hannah, who's on last week, who's visiting. Mm. We went to go and see uh, to show her around and it turned out that that evening exactly when we were there the photographer was also there do- and she was in- doing a little tiny introduction to a performance piece that um, was this Japanese style of movement that she'd photographed and they were doing a demonstration of it and we were just there and we just saw this and this was free mm. and incredible. it was incredible and then in the part next door, it's just like a practice space for musicians, an artist space. And they also with have like events, events yeah. on in there, cool. quite a lot, like lots and of nights. Free. And they have, like, I remember when I was on my Erasmus year, they had a, I think it was like a Jamaican night. So they had loads of food, like Jamaican mm. food oh. all around the outside. You pay f- and you just help yourself. Music and just, it's, mm. it's when really we were cool. there, we, we saw a music video being filmed. We saw... Yeah. Yeah, some, drumming, some drumming, some graffiti, some homemade chess, some podcasts being recorded. Oh, so it's yeah, like, cool. it's Incredible. really nice to wander around there. Yeah, that's one of my oh. favourite spots. In yeah, it's really cool. And it's right. It's actually a bit too cool. I felt like I was. A bit, <laughs> I was a bit too lame to be there. <laughs> there was one point when I like dropped my sunglasses off my head and was fumbling around, and I was like, "Oh God!" Everyone's, oh no! <laughs> everyone's too cool for me. <laughs> I do love the Cine Dori as well. Mm. That's like that old Art Deco style cinema um, close to Anton Martin. And just going there for a coffee and enjoying the decor. And they also show movies there for two euros. Anything from like Casablanca to Romeo and Juliet. They do do themes, don't they? So every month there was Romanian month and then... There was all films related to Bob Dylan. And yeah. <laughs> yes, and the last two months it's been Ingrid Bergman. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so a lot of German films, but I think um, next Friday they've got Milk, yes. um, Harvey Milk oh, wow. film. Yeah, so you should, you guys should go. Yeah, I definitely. told Dania she should go, and I think she's going to go with Joe. So yeah, we should all yeah, go. Yeah, right. We should go, I'm going to be in Good. Scotland. I think it's Friday. Yeah. Cool. Lovely. Uh, right, one last question. You don't have to answer. Uh, have you guys got any good stories or a particular story, outstanding story from your time teaching? Interesting story. Well, w- when we when I arrived at the school, I found out that we were going to be uh, assisting in English classes, of course, but also um, classes that are taught in English, like natural sciences, art, music, and PE, and. PE, I was thinking, well, what am I going to contribute to that? Like, I don't really know anything about sport. And, I mean, it was... When we talk about disorganised side of our school, I think it really played out in this subject. Um, That's a really nice way to say it. Yeah. (laughs) What can I say? I mean, I was teaching some kids how to juggle. Um, We were doing 
juggling to like reggaeton music <laughs> really inappropriate like one week I showed up and the teacher hadn't a clue what to do so she just sent all the kids onto a trampoline one at a time and made them do the the dab is that what is that yeah, the, yeah. the name of it? Move, you know, the thing yeah. that all the kids do. And was like giving them grades and laughing hysterically <laughs> at them. And it was very bizarre. I and she made me give them the grades. You don't have to do that. <laughs> okay, so Joe had to assess the trampoline. <laughs> Literally, the, 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 yes. A 9.8. For the trampoline, yes. <laughs> and we both had like severe anxiety about kids climbing stuff in the gym hall where you know there is a clear risk they might crack their head open oh. and it just it was yeah really stressful and we weren't doing anything and I remember I tried to help like a six-year-old girl carry a bench back um into one of the rooms and the teacher told me to stop because kids need to learn how to do stuff by themselves so this like six year old proceeded to drag a huge bench by herself, oh, and it was it, yeah. So it was just getting a bit awkward. So we had to come up with a solution, and more or less we we spoke with our our boss, and we were kind of like, this is not effective. It's not helpful. Yeah, that was we said more it quite diplomatically. Like this isn't the most effective use of time for us. It's not conducive to their education. Or their mm-hmm. educational <laughs> yeah. needs. Yeah. So we stopped going to PE, and we got a free period instead. Oh, nice. <laughs> to, to plan caption contests. So that it was worked. good. Great. Um, but yes. So that was kind of the one thing I didn't really enjoy about that's school. A, that's an interesting one, though, isn't it? Like being feeling confident to give feedback. Wow, the stuff. it's true. I mean, it's not like they were always checking in with us, but it was something we both felt. I mean, Joe was in PE a lot more than me. Like most of his mornings would be spent outside with like first grade and PE um, <laughs> or another class. And it was just like he didn't have anything to do. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad we stopped going. <laughs> yeah, we made it, we had to. I'll miss the music, but that's about <laughs> it. I won't at nine. <laughs> I can think of a funny positive story that kind of goes in line with the, even just the mentality in Spain. I think what part of the reason I like it, coming from a city like New York where everything is so fast paced and so aggressive, their take on life is more happy and more laid back. And I remember last year, every year we have like a cultural project. This year it was Scotland, I think, because Eve is from Scotland. <laughs> So we've, we've the whole year we've learned. I mean, I'm I'm happy to learn as well. Um, but last year we the theme was Africa, and we organized like a school school wide play. And throughout the whole year they mentioned this big play, this big play. And around May I was like, when are they gonna practice? <laughs> I'm just curious. And then I would say one week the play was on Friday, and on Monday they practiced for the very first time. And I was like, this is giving me anxiety. I, I can't believe yeah. they're gonna do this with infantile through sixth grade. <laughs> And on the morning of the play, the music teacher came up to me with, like, a huge wheelable boombox and was like, here's your outfit. And they made me wear, like, full Moroccan garb. And they were like, and she said, she gave me a piece of paper with 19 songs that were on a track out of order. And she was like, you have to wheel this around, like, today and do the entire play in front of all the parents, the grandparents, and all the families, like, right now, basically, in about 10 minutes. And I was like, they're not in order. No one's just speaking English to me. And it was like so, it was 40 degrees. The whole experience was like, <laughs> before it happened, I was like, I'm going to pass out. It's really hot. Like, I'm not being offensive. How is this? Is this appropriate? But after it went, like the, the whole play actually went well. I messed up 
Some of them weren't songs. They were animal noises. I decided to omit those. It was a creative decision that I took alone. And other than that, it went well. And looking back, the the families loved it and the kids loved it. And I was like, this is something that I should remember not to worry so much. Yeah, that is interesting. It was really retrospectively. I I felt the same at some points in my school as well. Because they do performances, like, semi-regularly. And... um, (laughs) Yeah, I remember thinking, right, like in the first term when a couple of things happened, I remember thinking, this is what they have, like, it's just, they're just making it up as they go along. And I'd been used to, at school, like, I used to do a lot of acting, and I I remember at school, like, we would rehearse for six months months and have, like, a full, like, rehearsal schedule, like, lunch times after school, even some lessons and everything. But you're right, then it is like, well, they enjoyed it, the parents enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I was it, worrying. It for was was say, the parents yeah. do not give a fly. They don't give. They don't give a rat's ass. They don't give a rat's ass if the kids are doing it well, or they're just there to see their kids, aren't they? Yeah. Dressed in cute dressed costumes, in cute singing. Costumes. Yeah. yeah, and it was cute. And to see me rolling a carpet, yeah. <laughs> like a hundred miles an hour, <laughs> trying to beat like they hired an actor. It was really bizarre. What? Who came in and he was just didn't know the words. It was really. I've got to find. There must be a video. That's <laughs> amazing. I have a picture. I think at least of myself. Great. Good. Well, that's it. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast today. No problem. Thank you for having us. Thank you. (laughs) Right, that was Joe and Eva. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed that. We definitely did. Uh, So the pizza places that we were talking about in the Mercados, they are... So in Anton Martin, it's called La Saleta, and in San Fernando, it is called La Rosteria. Yeah, and the photographer that Rose was talking about when we were in Tabacalera was Isabel Munoz, if you fancy looking her up, because she is fantastic. Yeah. And the art form, I think the Japanese way of life is called buto yeah. or something. Yeah, buto. <laughs> uh, right, and finally, the Danya, if you haven't put two, <laughs> two together, the Danya that Eva was talking about in that episode was the Danya who was on our, our podcast a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it all ties up, it all connects. I mean, if you drew a chart of everyone who's been on this podcast, yeah, we all know each other. Okay. <laughs> it's just our friends, guys. You knew that, though. You knew that. I mean, you're the our friends listening, so... <laughs> right. Okay, well, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll speak to you next week, I think, maybe Probably for, for our last final time. episode. Yeah. End of season one. <laughs> Bye. Bye.